Welcome to Inside Voice. Join hosts, friends, and voice actors Louise Porter, that's me, and Brad Grahowski as we navigate the freelance world while simultaneously being massive introverts. We ask the age-old question, how do you put yourself out there when literally the last thing you want to do is put yourself out there? Find out what earth-shattering conclusions we come to on this week's edition of Inside Voice. Hi, Brad. Hey, how's it going, Louise? Not too bad. How are you doing? Actually, that's a lie. I'm (laughs) extremely salty. Yeah, I'm a little grumpy today, too. I don't know. Is it just Monday? I mean, I had a really good weekend. I had a very social weekend, so I think that's part of it. Like, I just, um, yeah, I'm just feeling like I don't want to talk to anybody today. I know. I know. I'm sorry that you have to talk to me. Well, you're not somebody. You're Louise. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you can, as an introvert, get overwhelmed by social interaction, right? So yeah. why, don't, why don't you get into that? What, what, uh, what was going on on the weekend? Um, okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, uh, we went up to, my wife and I, we went up to Philly. I'm in Baltimore. You know that. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, we went up to Philly for a good friend of ours uh, birthday party and a bunch of other friends came in from out of town so it was a wonderful weekend the weather was nice it was a little cool it was a little chilly but it was still nice and um it was great and you know we spent a lot of time at tattooed moms i don't know for anybody who knows philly at all on second street there or south street i mean what is it uh just a cool little dive bar um, oh cool yeah, yeah, but it's very well known. It's probably probably one of the best dive bars in Philly, which probably makes it one of the best dive bars on the East Coast, I guess. But um Yeah, I don't know. It it was such a wonderful time. There were probably 15 or 20 of us there and we kind of had Ooh, taken that's over. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> and we had sort of taken over one of their like back back rooms um for people who know that bar you go upstairs and you go past the bar there's like a little room back there um and uh lovely people and so nice and uh but i just kept thinking i don't want to not be here but i also just want to be home in my studio working on things by myself (laughs) it was such a weird thing like i did not want to be there i did not want to be with these wonderful people um, but I also at the same time just kind of wanted to hide in my little hole, my little hidey hole. I mean, I actually, I totally get that. So, yeah. um, I mean, if we're reaching any other introverts by doing this, I think they'll all get that too. Yeah. Um, I read a thing the other day that was really interesting that sort of was another perspective on introversion that, mm. um, it's not that. It's not that we don't, or introverts, like, you know, generally, it's a generalization, but mm-hmm. that we don't like being around people. Yeah. It's just that the requirement to have sort of your, like, social cup filled yeah. is a lot less. And so it ends up being sort of a quality over quantity thing. Yeah. Not to say that if you're extroverted that you don't care about quality. That's not what I'm saying. But I sure. just think that that it might be a good, maybe general way to 
uh, describe what it is because it's not inherently antisocial. It's just the, the requirements are a lot less yeah, <laughs> potentially. I, I don't yeah, know if that makes I, sense. I think that's 100% right. And this yeah. was a case of quantity and quality, right? Because it, it, it's not always either are. Like these were people yeah. that I really enjoy spending time with. I was having really good, just sort of very personal and and really good quality conversations with them. But it was also a lot of quantity. And we like, you yeah. know, we got to yeah. Philly in the early afternoon and we met up with people and we went to lunch and then, then we, it was, and then we spent the whole night with people and then we met up in the morning to go to, uh, art, um, magic, I think it's called magic garden in, in Philly there. And then we all went to, we went to breakfast first, then we went to the art thing and then we went to lunch together. So by the time we left, it had been 24 hours of really just very high concentration socialization. And I loved every minute of it, but it was draining. And now I'm finding on Monday, uh, I'm just, I just, um, yeah. You haven't need, had your you time to kind of recharge yeah. to focus properly on what you need to do. And it's probably just, it's depleted your energy. And I yep. think that can make, that's right. people, yeah, like make you grumpy, right? So yep, that's I right. get it. I'm, I'm just, I'm grumpy a lot of the times. So yeah. Plus it's Monday reason. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm feeling a little behind on my work. Uh, yeah. You know, I've got, it's hard when you're freelance, right? Cause you can't, when, when, when work is coming in, you, you absolutely don't feel like you can complain about it because that's what you want to have happen, but you can still feel a little overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. By yeah. 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 And I've been feeling the same way. Um, and sometimes that work is the, you know, a lot of the work we do is, <clears throat> is not something we see, you know, a dollar value attached to. Right. So, yeah. you know, it could yeah. be just doing administrative stuff. And I, I recently was, uh, somebody put me on to, a friend of mine put me on to um, uh, a really good freelancers um, kind of spreadsheet thing to track, to track stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just to sort of have everything more organized come, come tax time. And as always happens with stuff like this, it's like, I, I, my initial thought is always, if this person says it's easy, it's going to be really hard for me. It's always my assumption that everybody else finds uh, things easy, but I don't. And and then I start to, you know, spiral about it. Yeah. And then of course, so I get this thing and I'm like, well, how hard could it be? It's a, you know, it's a spreadsheet. And uh, my friend had said. <laughs> well, can I stop you there? How hard can it be? It's a spreadsheet. Yeah. Spreadsheets can be. Really hard. Insanely complicated, of course. Well, only, yeah. I feel like only if you're the person putting the, the, um, what do you call it? The formulas into the cells. Like if yeah. you're just the user, how hard is it? Yeah. It, it shouldn't no, it, be hard. Mm, I don't know. Or, Cause you can have multiple sheets and they're all pull, pulling for, you know, data from each from, other and summarizing. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm and, not crazy to think it could no. be hard. No. Okay. Well, what ended up happening was my, the exact fears that I had <laughs> came true and I went, you know, I got into it and I was like, it spent, spent quite a few hours inputting everything and being really careful not to, <clears throat> you know, do anything where I've read all the instructions. I'm like, okay, I know what, which cells I'm supposed to fill in and what I'm not supposed to touch and how to, uh, like, you know, erase my own data without, you know, deleting the actual cell formulas and all that right. stuff. And then it didn't work. And I was like, great. 
<laughs> and then I just went down a rabbit hole of like trying to figure it out and creating another copy and, and doing a test run on the copy. And then the, like, the copy didn't work. And I'm like, what am I messing up here? I don't understand. And then having to call the person that create or not call them, but email the person that created it and try and figure it out. And so all in all, something that should have, that would have taken like another person, this is me assuming things, right? What I assume would have taken someone else, you know, an afternoon took me two weeks of a lot of extra time. I mean, not two weeks, like 24 hours a day, two weeks, but like right. <laughs> a lot of my, a lot of my time where I want to be doing other things. So, um, it just made me feel like an idiot. Well, you know? I mean, you know, you're not an idiot first But I all. feel like that a lot of the time with things that are, I, I feel like there are things that are simple for other people that aren't for me. And I, Shh. and I don't know if that's, well, but I don't know that's if it's true or not, but genuinely true, right? I mean, there are things that are simple for other people that are more challenging for you. There are things that are simpler for you that are more challenging for other people. Yeah. I mean, you just have to understand yeah. and just accept and I that. Think, I think I just spiral about it and I, yeah. and I, and then, and then when I know that there's something that I could be utilizing to streamline my business, I <laughs> avoid those new things. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of leaning into them. And I, yeah, it's just, I'm really frustrated um, right now. Really frustrated. Yeah. We're, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to invalidate how you you feel about these things. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, I think it's totally legitimate to feel like, because I know I do. Like when I'm trying to, you know, when I'm, when I first started figuring out my, the email marketing stuff, it was making me feel so stupid. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to figure out how to do this. I don't know if I want, I, I know I don't want to do this. Mm. Right. And, um, but I just try and, t- and this is, I tell my son this, um, he's 19, he's almost 20. You know, if you're trying to learn something new, pick the thing that's the hardest to do and do that the most, not the least. Right. Like right. when he was younger and learning how to, to draw. And of course, when you're 14 and you're drawing, you like always have your, you're drawing people, you always have their hands in their pockets because hands are really hard to draw. Right. Yeah, so I would even always, AI can't deal with hands. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and so I would say, you know, you want to draw, but hands are clearly a, a, a challenge for you. So just draw hands draw hands and more hands and more hands fill up pages of your journal of your of your sketchbook with hands and get really good at drawing hands then come back and incorporate that in to what you're drawing yeah and he did that and now really? he draws amazing oh yeah his hands are amazing like now he's like he has the freedom to you know put his people they don't have to be in the hands and pocket pose that's amazing i love that you imparted that advice to your kid and that he actually listened yeah. and went like full, full into it. Yeah. He's awesome. Like that. Wow. Um, That's so cool. But I, but I also try and do that myself. It's not just something I would tell somebody else. Right. And so trying to learn how to do the email marketing and I just really leaned into it and I said, I, this, I'm really uncomfortable doing this, but that Mm. means I'm doing the right. Hey, at least you've got there. I haven't even, I haven't even got, got (laughs) (sighs) anyways, that's another topic, but (laughs) I, but I just mean that as an example. and But yeah. there are other things that you're really good at that are challenging for me. You know what I mean? So you just do the things that... Really? Name a thing. 
<laughs> nothing. There's nothing um, bad. That's not true. I know it it's not true. true. Oh, um, You're better at like being awesome than I am. At being awesome. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but, broad. Uh, but you no, you I know what I'm say, saying. Yeah, you, you I know, do. You're but to I also want to, I also <laughs> want to touch on, and I don't know how you feel about this, is like, when do you know that really you're, you're, especially when it comes to your business that you're running, you're banging your head against the wall, like needlessly, and it's time to outsource. Yeah. Something like what, what's the line? When do you know? I don't know. Um, you don't know. Well, and I don't think the line is the same for everybody. Like, um, and it probably or, depends on where you are in your career too. Exactly. Like how much can you afford to outsource? Exactly. And, and what the yeah. task is. Like I, I will tell you, um, I will say one of the biggest problems I was having just figuring out the email marketing was getting leads. Right. And mm. I took a, a, a course, uh, uh, I paid for a webinar tutorial thing from a, a coach in the, uh, voiceover world about how to, how to get your own leads. And it was awesome. And I did it and I was doing it for a while and it was so much work and then I found someone who had, they said, Hey, I sell leads. They're good. You know, I can find good leads for you in the voiceover industry. Let me send you X number for you to try. And I tried them and they performed way better than the leads that I was spending hours and hours trying to get. And I said, you know what? That's something I'm going to pay for. <laughs> Because the time I was spending was, it was, it's so much more it's valuable ludicrous. to me to spend that doing other things. Yeah. So I yeah. have my email systems figured out. I've got a process that I use and I love it. Although I'm looking at changing it, but uh, uh, updating it. How's that? Uh, use, adding new t tools to the process. But I know who to go to to get my leads and um, they've worked really well for me. So mm -hmm. I, I don't, that doesn't directly answer your question, but I know like I've been building websites since 1994, probably or 95, like when websites barely even existed. So if I have to build a website, I know how to do that. That's not a problem. I know how to, I have my own, yeah. uh, you know, white label hosting. Hey, and you helped me with mine. Yeah, that's right. But that's and another that's point. That's, it's like, I, I think I'm ready to now, I'm at the point where I'm like, I need to, I need to hire somebody yeah. because uh, you know, it's just, I need someone to manage it. I don't want, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to deal with a website. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I can't. That is and, not and in my wheelhouse. It's, it's not even something I want to understand. That's the thing. Yeah. And I think that's a good time, a good point to say, Hey, this is something that I, I can offload. Mm -hmm. Cause you can't like the amount of time you would have to spend to understand what you need to do to build your own website. It's dumb. That doesn't even make any sense. It's a whole other sphere. Like, leave it to yeah. the professionals. Exactly. People hire us to do voice, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah that would be like, you know, we look at, <laughs> I don't know, I had a, um, an author reach out to me and we, he wanted his book narrated and we talked about it and we talked about the price and we kind of kicked the tires a little bit and decided um, it was just more than what he wanted to pay right. and he's like well you know what i'm gonna try and do it myself oh I said, no cool. yeah i said <laughs> okay cool i said just 
you know, and I gave him a little bit of an idea of what would be required and what he needed to do. And I said, if you have any questions, you know, I'm here, I can help you out. Well, he took advantage of that. And I'm glad he did. Like he, he had, he kept coming back with questions. He's still coming back to me oh, with questions. I, do you, are you charging him some consult fees for that? <laughs> no, I would, no, I oh, should have. man. Uh, That's but, half of what the cost of business is too. It's like, it's your expertise, right? I know. And your experience. I know, I know. I know. It's not but, just sitting there reading out loud. Yeah. Anyway, I know. go on. But he, he did write to me and he, he said, Hey, if anyone ever comes to you saying they want to narrate their own book, please send them to me and I will explain to them that it cost me more. I paid, it cost me more than it would have if I had paid you and countless hours and agony and frustration. And I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. (laughs) And I will convince them. And so a, I got that quote that I was able to put on, you know, I posted it on LinkedIn and a couple of places just Mm. like, but because it's true. Right. Yeah. And he, he was so thankful and gracious and he sent me a copy of his book and he did a little like art piece personalized for me. So, you know, yeah. Could I have charged him a consult fee, but it was just a goodwill thing and he's a cool guy and maybe his next book he'll, um, he'll come to me and we can talk about it, but yeah, hopefully. So, but that's just another example of where it makes sense. You know, sometimes it just makes sense to let the professionals do the thing mm-hmm. and some, but sometimes it doesn't. And and I think you just have to decide for yourself what makes sense. Yeah. And I was just also thinking like, cause I, you know, I tend to get really down myself when, when things are seemingly very hard to learn, mm-hmm. but it's good to think back to where I started yeah. when oh, yeah. I first started voiceover and how many things I really did not understand, like even just simply like I didn't know how to record into a digital audio workstation. I didn't even know what a DAW was. Yeah. I certainly didn't know how to edit anything. Like I have come so far. I know you have too. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important in those moments too to remember how much of a learning curve other things were that now are just daily tasks that you don't even think about. Yeah, like I can, I can do that stuff now while I'm doing other things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's know? right. And that's so kind of how to... I feel about the, you know, the, the email marketing and, yeah. you know, it was something that was like a huge mountain for me to climb. Like it, I can't express the, the, the anxiety that I created, Yeah, but pushing through that and forcing myself to do it. And now I'm comfortable doing it. And, yeah. but you know, so there are things then that you, you should keep in your own, like, I would have a hard time handing over the email marketing because it's so personal and mm-hmm. um, really just keeping track. But of, the lead generation was exactly. the, your outsourcing component of that, which yep, I exactly think is great. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah. Um, and you know, I I I got my own website under control because I know how to do that. That doesn't mean that at some point. I mean, I've just started. I'm I'm paying my son a little bit to help manage the form submissions on it. Cause you get so much spam, so much spam bot junk. And I had like two forms that had like 1300 spam responses. And I started going through this and I'm like, you know what, let me talk to Liam and see if he can take care of this for me. And mm. uh, so he's working on that for me right now. So yeah. it's like, what do you want to spend your time doing? What do you feel more comfortable that, you know, you being the person doing it? And what are you okay handing it off to somebody else? And can you afford to hand it off? So, Or can you afford not to? That might be another way to look at it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to spend money to make money. Yep. Yep. That's what, 
Yeah. And thinking of thing, I agree with that. Thinking in terms of, can I afford to not, can I, can I afford to not do this? It's like coaching. Like people say, I can't afford coaching. You can't afford to not get coaching is mm-hmm. what you can't afford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Speaking of which, can I, can I plug someone? No, do please. We haven't talked about well, whether I know, we, I, know I mean, I, I can't see the harm in that. I, no. I have been coaching uh, with the wonderful, incredible Tina Marasco for the last month. Um, I signed up with her in like October. She's got a a really long wait list. So I actually Mm -hmm. did a a bundle thing that she has where you get a little bit of a discount if you, if you book five sessions Mm -hmm. and she um, specializes in the, uh, in commercial reads and specifically the modern conversational commercial read Mm -hmm. and she's just amazing so speaking of coaching and investing back in your business if you're looking to uh to get better at your modern conversational read she's a game changer she's amazing tina marasco yeah and i think she's considered like at the top of the coaching yeah right but if you've never heard of her take a look Yeah. yeah awesome i'm glad that's working out for you yeah. How it. how do you like um how is the best way to put this? How do you how, how does going into coaching work for you? Like as far as level of anxiety or cuz I know a lot of people don't do it because it's just terrifying to like get in a group or get one on one with a a, a a really distinguished. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's definitely always nerves attached to it for so many reasons, because probably the the biggest number one thing for most of us would be some kind of imposter syndrome. Like we think we're going to get like found out quote unquote by these (laughs) coaches. Like they're just going to be like, Oh, um, (laughs) maybe that has happened to people, but I've never heard of it happening. Probably Mm -hmm. the second anxiety piece, which, has been talked about now um, in a lot of social media groups is being taken advantage of by mm. someone who calls himself a professional, but yeah. actually may not know what they're talking about or might be trying to scam you or might be trying to milk you. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't think that answer is like Exactly me. But I will say I put a lot of time and research into figuring out who I wanted to study with next. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that's going to be peer review, right? Yeah. Um, and she is just one of the names that kept coming up over and over and over again. So um, I eased my anxiety about uh, who mm-hmm. by doing that. But then in terms of like my own hangups, I don't know. I. I Within the first few minutes of the first session, my nerves completely went away and they're just, they're just not there anymore. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. And maybe some of that, the research that you did and prepper, because I find that anxiety, the best cure for anxiety is preparation, right? Like if we're anxious, it's because we're afraid and we're afraid because we're uncertain and we're uncertain because we're not prepared. Yeah. But I mean, yes, because you're talking about researching um, what you need to to make sure that you're with um that you're investing your money you know appropriately or or 
I just not mean, in vain. Yeah, but the, I'm, but the problem is the anxiety from your own for your own self doubt and your own imposter syndrome and all that stuff. You can't. You should not be prepared for coaching. That's the whole point. Well, I guess what I mean is by familiarizing yourself with who she was, by being confident walking in that she was yeah. the right choice of coach, you're yeah. eliminating like a whole bunch of opportunities for opportunity for anxiety. Right? Yeah. And that's what I mean is you can eliminate that side. Yeah. The sort of things that are external from yourself. Yeah. But the things that are internal and your internal voice is telling you your inside voice <laughs> telling you that uh, you know whatever that you're not cut out for this that you know you're going to get found out or you're not going to yeah. do well in this or they're not going to be able to teach you or you're not going to understand all those things there's yeah. not there's nothing you can do probably I don't think to um, ease that other than to dive in with somebody that you that you know you can trust yeah. And then just kind of hand the reins over and let them guide you and don't re don't be resistant to their technique. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like, you know, being in a room with a really great director, like yeah. whether that's voiceover or theater or whatever, you need to trust them and not, you know, you don't like, not that this has happened with me ever, but I've heard other with other people where their ego kind of yeah. rears I mean, its ugly head and they start to kind of question, well, why would they tell me how to do that? I thought that sounded really good. Like things like that. Like yeah. you're not going to learn anything that way. That was a bit of a tangent, but. Well, no, anyway. no, I think that's important. And I, I think we've both in, been in groups or, or at least heard tell, you know. Oh, I've been in workshops where that's happened, where you yeah, can workshop. feel the resistance yeah. uh, of somebody in the group of like, they start, they question the coach or, and you're or, just like, or hmm. constantly quote unquote explaining, in other words, making excuses, explaining you know, why they oh, made well, a choice. I did that because da, yeah. da, da, da. well, yeah, you know like, what? No, you need just... to set that aside, man. Cause that's how you learn is by setting your ego, leave your ego outside of yeah, your and brief. have like approach it with the, the most amount of humility that you can yeah. possibly muster if it's not coming naturally to you to be humble. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it happens to come naturally to me. Maybe it's self-effacing. I'm not sure. But um, I honestly believe you learn the best by you just, you strip everything back and don't make excuses for yourself. Yeah. Either aloud or internally. Yeah, that's right. And don't, don't explain. Like if you get direction and this, you know, you and I have a lot of experience in the theater and working with directors and understanding, but and a sometimes lot of directors, for, there, there are bad directors out there. Sure. Sure. But, yeah. but we also understand if you're given direction, take that direction. Don't, yes. if you're, if you're working through a scene, the director doesn't care why you did it the way you did it. He needs you to get to a different place. And, and then it's your job or to she, just or she. set. What's that? Or she. Or she. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. To set. Maybe I'm thinking of a specific situation. I don't know. Uh, a specific <laughs> example. To set aside, you know, your ego. Set aside your own personal explanation for why and put yourself into the thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question. I think your your question was like, what what is my like approach to being well, coached or whatever, but that that's sort of what came to mind. I don't know. Yeah. Was there any I think it was just as much of how do you feel going into, you know, do you feel anxiety? Like, uh, you know, Hell we yeah. were talking last time about phone calls and going into video calls and things like that and how I, I know I have a real hard time with that. Mm. Um, and to me, that's lumped in. 
I have the same feelings going into a coaching session that I do going into a phone call with somebody. Though I will say, and, and this is sort of in the spirit of what we were talking about earlier, pick the thing that's hardest to do and do it the most, is I've I've really been trying to push down that barrier for phone calls mm-hmm. for myself. I had, I think last week, like three phone calls, um, one with a kid's book author, one with another client, and um, just really trying to because here's the thing, like I have all this anxiety before the call. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we said this, I don't remember. But once I'm on the call, I have a wonderful time. I I really enjoy building rapport with people quickly. And I'm, you know, I think I have good social skills through years of... I would disagree with that. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But what I will say about like with, with Tina specifically, mm-hmm. I, I, yes, I was so anxious you know, before, prior to the first coaching session and subsequent sessions, I have some nerves, but I almost feel like it's more like excitement. Mm. I know how I'm knowing going to get so much out of it, but she's almost become like, it feels like I'm hanging out with a friend, like my Mm -hmm. wisest voiceover friend, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's just like a joy. (laughs) So I, I don't have any um, apprehension nerves. Like I'm so sad that this Friday is session number five and then, Mm. and then we're finished. I mean, not that I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to hire her again, but I'm, I'm just a little tapped out with the reinvestment at this point in the year. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, that's good to hear. And I I love her. And I, (laughs) you and I have talked a little bit about your experience with her uh, off air or whatever. Um, and it sounds really awesome. And I think when I'm ready to start pushing into commercial, that that's probably one of my first steps. Yeah. Like I, I really hope I start some more commercial uh, auditions start coming in from my, from my agent, because (laughs) what's funny, the irony is I haven't had any, I don't think I've had a single commercial audition (laughs) and from my agent in the month that I've been, Mm -hmm. I don't think I have anyways. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to actually put it to use. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we change? Yeah, let's shift gears. Where where do you want to go? Because I want to talk about, um, I spent some time over the last week and a half or so re-reading or listening to the audiobook actually of um, The Introvert's Edge to Networking. Right. You've mentioned this. Yes. Um, And I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Please Uh, do. First thing I want to say is the narration is 100% top notch. Um, uh, Shoot, I lost track of the name. You're like, I did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm the narrator. narrated by me. Um, Actually, who is it narrated? Is it narrated by the author? Uh, It's not. And I'm looking, they're both, they're both Australian though. Um, Jamie Jackson. Uh, narrated by Jamie Jackson, yeah. Okay, and then I'm Matthew Pollard actually does do um, a segment at the end, so he gets a little narrator credit too. But the book is actually, it's written by Matthew Pollard, narrated by Jamie Jackson. He does a phenomenal job. Um, I So first of all, it deals more with networking than marketing. I'm personally, I'm more interested in marketing right now. I'm not going out... Like it presumes that you're like a salesperson and so you're going to networking meetings, right? And you're going to meetups, you know, rooms of 
50 people and they're all there to sort of network with each other. And, right. you know, and I don't really do that. Although now that I've re-listened to this book again, I'm thinking maybe I need to figure out opportunities to do that. Right. So it wasn't so much about marketing, which is fine because it says right on the, right on the tin, you know, uh, introverts edge to networking, not to marketing. So I, 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 I maybe that maybe I, I, I'm not measuring it by that standard because that wouldn't be fair. However, I'm mm-hmm. personally more in need of help with marketing as an introvert than sure. I, can I add a, one little teeny thing and then yeah. just to interrupt it on that note is yeah, uh, I have heard people really poo-poo the networking thing specifically for what we do for voiceover. Like, what's the point in networking with other voiceovers? They're not people who have work for you. Oh. Okay, my my friends, this is so not true. <laughs> and also people aren't your competition. There's so much work for everyone. Yeah. Um, I have got work through networking more than I have probably. Well, I don't want to say more, but I, I've had quite a few surprise contacts and um, projects and ongoing work through networking with other VOs. Mm-hmm. So it's it has its place for sure. So anyways, please continue. Yeah, no, I agree with that a million percent. Uh, and as you know, I, I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort right now into building little networks, right? Yeah. Um, but this is more talking about um, networking with non-voiceover people. So let's say I went, let's say oh, there's a... Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I yeah, no, 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 that's okay. No, it's good to, to, to make sure it's clear. So maybe like a chamber of commerce meeting where I might go to meet other business owners who could potentially need voicemail stuff or business letters done or sales letters or, um, or maybe they're doing explainer videos. Doesn't our good friend Troy Holden do that at his Didn't, hasn't he done a chamber of commerce? Doesn't he do a podcast for them too? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So he got involved in his chamber of commerce and, and that's just a good tip for marketing locally. But some other possible examples are, you know, because I do a lot of kids books and I'm really focused on that. I could find um, uh, a conference for children's book authors, right? And I could go there and go from booth to booth and I would be unique there because I'm not there to sell a book. I'm not there to sell publishing. I'm there to help you get your book into audiobook formats so you can expand your sales reach, right? Right, right. So so that's sort of what, what we're talking about here when I, when... Matthew Pollard and I talk about networking. That's kind of what we're referring to <laughs> when, when, when he's talking about it in this book. And so it really focuses on that kind of like in the room, face-to-face networking. But a lot of what he talks about also applies to marketing in general. And it's about building, he really focuses a lot on as, as an introvert, instead of like walking into and owning the room, right. And being like the guy who walks in or the gal who walks in and owns the room and everybody wants to talk to you. Um, because that's not going to be our, that's, that's not going to work for us. Right. No. Instead building very focus on personal, very genuine relationships with people in the room. Right. Right. And in order to do that, you have your story, you have your, and, 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 a lot of introverts may find social 
interaction very challenging, aka you may be very, very shy. And that's not necessary to be an introvert, but a lot of introverts are. And so he talks you through a lot of the um, building your, your, what you're going to say before you walk in the room and, uh, and explaining that that doesn't make you less genuine. It just you makes just, you prepared. Exactly. To be yeah. prepared, to have your information prepared so that when you are having a conversation, you're not afraid. You don't know. You're not going to know what to say or you're not going to remember what. Or you you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of conversation about that, which I think is super powerful. And he really advocates for creating, um, I think he calls it a unified message, but you like create like a two word name for yourself that is not related to your trade. So instead of walking in and saying, hey, I'm a voice actor or I'm an audiobook narrator, I would yeah. walk in and say, I'm the dream speaker or something like that. I have mixed feelings about that approach. Oh, weird. Wait, you, so you would say this out loud? Yeah, it sounds kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you, you want to you'd want to pick something that is kind of ambiguous and kind of confusing. Right. I don't know if you'd put it in the, those. Why? Terms, because it piques curiosity exactly. or. Oh, yeah. Cause then oh. people will say you're the, the dream speaker. What is that? Oh. And then you explain what the problem you solve. So you never say, Oh, I, what you do, you, you, you introduce yourself as something that piques their interest. And then you go into a story explaining how you solve a problem. So a problem you'd say. For them. Yeah, you'd yeah. say, hey, well, so imagine you're a, a children's book author and you, you want to sell more books, but you don't know how to do that. Well, I'm, I, I help authors do that. And then they naturally have to ask questions because you're just leaving all of these like crumbs for them. to Right. So it's it's a so lot it of that. Also, it also um, uh, creates conversation. It, no, and that's exactly yeah. what it does. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it creates. Great. So you're not telling somebody, I, yeah. right? You're not telling somebody what you do. You're you're generating a conversation through which, by the interest that they're naturally forming, they ask you questions. It creates that you curiosity. Can yeah. So okay, and so the two. So it's a two term thing, but it's not what you do. And your example was. Whatever uh, I said, dream, dream speaker oops. or something. Yeah, dream speaker. Have you actually been able to come up with one for yourself? I, I've thought about it a lot. I I, I kind of have mixed feelings about that approach. Yeah, only because I I'm afraid. I feel like it, saying voice actor all already exactly creates a lot of curiosity. Yep. So yep. is exactly. it really? I mean, it's not it, like you're saying. You if you show up at one of these events, you're yeah, you're going to be unique just by virtue yep. of what you do as a profession. So um, maybe we don't need to do that as voice actors in these other kind of situations or at these conventions where there might not be any other voice actors. That's I know exactly. That just, I know that. Yeah. Just even yep. just speaking to, you know, like that, the the woman that I met at the dog park that I talked about in the last episode, mm. you know, that just saying I'm a voice actor. Mm -hmm. people start to ask questions right away. Yeah. Like, cause you're not like, I'm a bank teller. Like, yeah, I'm a no, plumber. no offense well, to bank tellers. I mean, <laughs> I, I almost became a bank teller. So I, you know, but um, yeah, nobody's really probably 
Yeah, we all know what a bank teller does. We all yeah, we know what a bank teller does. Yeah, Yeah, we all know what a plumber does. We all know what a a mechanic, auto mechanic does. But yeah, so I think just saying your voice actor automatically creates that the same sort of thing. I also feel like sometimes I can feel a little contrived, right? Like if you like, what do you do? It just because I'm afraid I would sound super pretentious saying, you know, I'm the story weaver. You're the the what now? Yeah, and I think as an introvert, the interesting part about that suggestion in that book is like, here, here's the number one surefire way to attract potentially negative attention yeah. to yourself. Because <laughs> I like hear going the, with like a weird ass. Yeah. So, because I hear the, like the Idol. actual conversation, how I think it would go, you know, oh, what do you do? I'm the pipe master. First of all, that would be terrible. But <laughs> the what now? I'm the pipe master. When people have a problem with their plumbing, they come, oh, so you're a plumber. Well, yeah, but I'm the pipe man. Yeah, I can just see. I don't know. That sounds pretty naughty. Yeah, (laughs) it does. But but I can just see that being a very awkward and and ingenuous, no, disingenuous. Disingenuous. Disingenuous approach. So I have thoughts about, feelings about that. And that's okay. And I also think that it's great to, you know, to read read these books and, and mm-hmm. get, you know, outside uh, perspectives on the thing that you might be struggling with and, t- and take what works for you. And yeah. you don't have to, you, do, you don't have to do every single thing. Yep. It's like when people poo poo the, the sort of the self-help world. I mean, I do think there is a component of like toxic positivity and stuff that goes with it sometimes that could be, you know, heavily critiqued but um you know we don't have you don't have to swallow everything it's not dogmatic it's like it's just suggestions whatever yeah. resonates with you you can yeah you can try right yeah that's right yeah and i'm you know i'm not saying i would never be opposed to trying that but as you, i came to the same kind of conclusion that you just had just pointed out that just telling someone your voiceover automatically almost unerringly without exception leads to them being interested, wanting to know more, having questions because they want to know more about it. But taking that and and taking from this book, how do you answer that question? Do you say, you know, I I tend to say, oh, you know, um, you know, they say, well, what kind of voiceover do you do? Or they'll ask, have I ever heard you in anything? Right. That's that's the first question I always Mm -hmm. get. And that's like, uh, that's one of the most frustrating questions because that that implies that if you haven't heard me in something that, that I must not be very for. good. At. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, you ever called one eight hundred local plumber guy? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I I think this gives me something to think about for a better way to respond than oh you know I I do a lot of e learning and kids books. Well, what is e learning? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Just to to couch it in terms of a problem that I'm solving for people through a story that I tell. And yeah. he'll, he he says, you know, start to explain the problem. Say, oh, I do, I do e-learning narration. Actually, let me give you an example, right? So you start to give them a literal explanation and then you interrupt yourself and you build a story, an example of a, of a, of a, of a, of a time when you solve the problem. And then that leads into how you might be able to then. To I them love asking, it. it sounds yeah. like a great book. It, it, it is. I, I it definitely, out. definitely recommend it, uh, and um, definitely recommend the audiobook because, uh, personally, not a completely unbiased opinion, I think people should listen to more audiobooks. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> but the narration, I was really, I was really, and I, this, I, 
I don't always like audiobook narrators. Let me put it that way. Which anyone who does yeah, something it can be hit and miss, and yeah, exactly. you know, everybody has their own sort of personal yeah likes and dislikes in terms of what they want to hear. Yeah. I I do find that for things because I also for me it, I think it depends on how you best learn, mm-hmm. like what kind of learner you are. Like if auditory learning works for you, then great. For me, a lot of the time reading something hammers at home more. That makes sense. So I don't know that I would, I wouldn't necessarily be inclined to reach for an audiobook for something that was nonfiction. Yeah. Or that I, that I want to learn something from. Yeah. For me, it's, it's as much a matter of convenience as anything else. If I have to rely on finding time to sit down and read, Mm. I'm just, I'm just not going to get back to it. Like I have a real hard time with that. But if it's an audiobook, I, I listen while I'm mowing the lawn or shoveling the snow or driving or, um, yeah, any, I'm definitely any spare listening minute to, I have, I definitely I can, listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm yeah. multitasking for sure. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of the time they're, you know, not anything <laughs> super yeah. helpful in life mostly true crime actually so <laughs> well that can be helpful just not for your business but just staying alive just basically yeah. yeah yeah which is which is important for your business so there you go yeah don't be the victim of a serial killer or it'll also kill your business <laughs> that's right. and that's a wrap now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we probably should wrap up here i think we're yeah, we're uh, we're going over forty five minutes now. Oh, boy. So, apologies, but to uh, I don't know. I, we started out feeling pretty salty yeah. on Monday. Um, I, I'm feeling a bit better, actually. I am too. I probably won't be after the call, but after we're done talking. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, at least it was a nice break for the day, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm feeling a little better. I just feel a bit more more positive, and I don't want to, yeah, you know, be one of those toxic, positive people, people, because I think, you know, you can also be salty. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel a bit more energized and good. Um, it's good to bounce these ideas around and share struggles too. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. That's yeah. helpful. When you're working alone, you know, you're in a bubble, you're in a dark room by yourself. Well, it's helpful. And maybe if anyone, maybe anyone listening to this, maybe we can just pretend like you're on the call with us and we're all just having this conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, um, we still don't have a good closing tagline. Um, how about, hmm. Inside Voice, giving you the inside scoop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the voiceover. I don't know. I. <laughs> uh, how about just that? We're just trying these. They don't have to be it, right. So inside voice. Giving you the inside scoop. Wait, nice. let's try that again. Let's try that again. I wasn't ready. Inside voice. Giving you the inside scoop. Wow. That How's was that? like, yeah, it's a very, that was a very voiceover voice. That was giving you the <laughs> that was That's maybe not a casual conversational. Really. No, let's, yeah. Throw it away. <laughs> Next time. Let's get, take four. Okay. Inside voice. Inside voice. Giving you the inside scoop. That was better. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, um, have a great week and I'll talk right, to you too. next week. 
All right. Sounds good. Bye, Luis. Bye, Brad. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Inside Voice. If you have a topic suggestion, a question, or would like to challenge your introverted self by being interviewed on the podcast, email us at connect at theinsidevoicepodcast.com.